Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, my man, we are fresh off of. Uh, we had a bye week last week. We did a. All right. We have. Yeah, we had the yep. bye chance yep. to get healthy, which I did the opposite yep. of that. But <laughs> uh, you know, I got I got more broken over the bye week. That's right. That's right. That's, That's okay. right. Well, Ted, I uh, we need the people want. We need a synopsis of the Buster Bowl because you're here. You're alive. Both both Achilles are as I as far as I know intact. Yeah, Achilles right? are intact. Dude. Um, no broken there fingers, no broken toes. I'll be good yep. to go for walking around Rome in a week. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, overall, like huge answers to prayer all the way around. Uh, right. Got some tremendous pictures of my son Tristan uh, playing, mm-hmm. and and I played a little bit. I think I refractured some ribs, maybe, but we're going to get that checked out. That's no big deal. Um, yeah. yeah, massive, tremendous crowd. Uh, big dude, tailgate. Dude, I saw so in some of the pictures you sent me. Yeah, I was looking back in the stands and I was like, dude, that's that's full. Yeah, yeah, it was super. It was full. awesome. We probably there were probably three thousand people there total. That it is, was wild, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, that's um, that's got to feel so good. Yeah, beautiful weather, fun, you know, atmosphere. So yeah, the Lord was kind. The Lord was very kind. Good, good. Um, what 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 position were you playing most of the time? I was playing D tackle, defensive tackle. Dude, so let's go. I just kind of slide in where I'm most needed, and I can yeah. play kind of anywhere on the front seven defensively where I'm needed. And then yep. like last year I played all offensive line. I played guard and, and tackle last year, but uh, okay. yeah, this okay. year I'd lost a little weight. I'd slimmed down a little bit and uh, you know, when I rolled out there at D line. So it was good. That's so cool, yeah. dude. Yeah. That is awesome. Yep. That that's neat. Well, I'm glad Buster Bowl went well. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you are at least at least for the most part without without major injuries. Yeah, that was the thing, dude. Yeah. I just didn't want to like blow an Achilles or break an ankle or something before Rome. And it was a tremendous risk right. going out there and doing it. And probably very stupid. Um yeah. <laughs> can I tell you one very funny story from the Please Buster do, Bowl? Please do, dude. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the game itself was kind of a nightmare in that like Everything that could possibly go wrong for a football team went wrong for mm-hmm. us like twice in the first half. And we were like okay. inventing new ways to turn the ball over and, and all that. So like in a, in a way, I was like, I was in this emotional blender of like, oh no, here we go again. It's a nightmare. And, and um, you know, I, I, aforementioned we had this, this huge, tremendous crowd, but there was a kid in cold, hard light of day. This wouldn't have bothered me. This is just college guys being college guys. But some kid yeah, yeah. had like, gotten a hold of a uh, megaphone and he was doing what college guys often do in a lot of contexts, which is like kind of trying to make the moment about him. But it was a moment that was manifestly not about him and he's trying to be funny. And this was, this was somebody in the stands, somebody in the stands during the game. 
Oh, dude. And oh, one dude. of my students, who I really like, happened to be shooting um, the game with her camera. She was down on the sidelines. Right. Yeah, with her camera. Yeah, yeah. and I and yeah. I sidled over to her at, at one point during the third quarter just to check and see how her night was going, but also to say, and I don't know why I, I thought of a pizza immediately. It was just the first nice thing that came to mind. But I said, Abby, if you manage to somehow get up in the stands and get that kid's megaphone and throw it into the woods directly behind the the bleachers, I'll buy you a pizza, you know? <laughs> because for a minute, for about one minute, it seemed completely feasible that I would jump the fence, climb up into the stands, <laughs> grab the megaphone, and, like, stomp it to pieces. Like, as, that seemed, as, as the player, coach, and professor yeah, of the college. <laughs> that seemed like a really idea, a good idea to me for about one minute. But uh, yeah, cooler yeah, heads yeah, prevailed. Yeah. And so I say this thing to Abby. We kind of both have a chuckle about it. And then the game goes on. Fast forward to the very end of the game. And I'm milling around on the sidelines, like gathering my stuff. She comes up to me Mm -hmm. and she produces the megaphone. And she's like, (gasps) Cluck, I got it. And I said, that's unbelievable. Uh, That makes my night. What? And she goes, I'm concerned, though. I don't think I can make it all the way back to the woods and throw it away. And I'm like, you know what? No problem. And there was a kid going up and down the sidelines with a trash bag. Yeah. And uh, I was like, it's fine. Just throw it in there. And she threw it in there. So I'm going to buy her pizza on Friday. That is amazing. <laughs> Isn't that dude. incredible? What an amazing story. Yeah. What a moment. Dude, Abby, whoever you are, girl, shout out to you. She's a Hall of Famer, dude. She immediately, first dude. ballot cluck Hall of Famer, gold jacket. Oh, you know. dude, seriously. Yeah, yeah she's lettering all her. four years. Absolutely. Absolutely. All American, yeah. Abby. Dude, hats off, Abs. That mm-hmm. is fantastic. Good for you. So, yeah, kind of oh, redeemed the awesome. night with that one. Yeah, that's great, dude. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. How how Tristan play? Healthy? Uh, yeah, he's completely healthy. And, dude, good? he played good. unbelievable. He was out of his mind. Played really, good. really well. Made good. a whole bunch of tackles and ran the ball well. And, um, you know, was such a warrior. Like, I was trying to get him rest at the end of the game because when the game was out of hand, I was like, dude, no, no reason for you to stay in here and get hurt. Sure. Um, but he wouldn't come out. He refused. He, uh, he wanted, wanted more of it. So love it. Kids love got it. the, he's got the dog inside of him, man. He's got the warrior mentality. So Good for um, him. you got to love for that. Him. You got to respect that in an athlete. Oh, absolutely. You do. Absolutely. You do. Well, Ted, you got to respect that not only in athletes, but in podcasters also, because we're pretty much the same thing. hundred percent about it. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, it's just, it's just a different field. Lunch pail right? guys, you know, that, that's what blue we collar. Are. Yeah, that's what we are. We're the guys sitting up there on that big, you know, metal crossbeam, just having our lunch. Absolutely, right? that's what we're gonna do. So, um, we had a buy last week, right? Had to had to get some stuff done. Had to get rested, things like that. And then you have a trip to Europe coming up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what we're gonna do uh, per per your request, and I think it's gonna work out. We're gonna do a couple short apps the next couple weeks, couple short ones. Yep. Because Ted Ted's got to prepare. You don't just you don't just you know. Pack an overnight bag to Rome. <laughs> no, you don't, All right? dude. No, you have to. This has to be. It has to be carefully considered. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a short ep this week, a little shorter ep next week, and then once you get back from Rome, we'll be uh, hopping back into the into the saddle fully. Maybe have some sponsors, some cool stuff to roll out to our uh, to our listeners. Absolutely, it's going to be awesome. I would like to pose. I know you have a. Um, I know you have a topic mm-hmm. um, but i have a question for you first yeah okay and this pertains to your trip yeah go okay? on okay so this kind of this kind of cultural 
and, and I'm going to explain this to you because I know you're not online. You're right. This kind of cultural online phenomenon kind of ripped through the Twitters and the the Facebooks and the Instagrams. Okay. Right? It kind of ripped through it, I would say, about a month, month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a very random question, but it was a question that sparked much cultural discussion because it was a question that actually like yielded some like it actually had some validity okay and it pertains to men okay men specifically and men's psyche okay how we think what we think about yeah okay yeah the question was simply this it was a simple question and it caused so much uproar and i'm gonna ask you the question yeah okay this was the question that ripped through how often do you as a man think about the Roman Empire. <laughs> um, almost, this, was the, this was the question. Yeah, so I'm going to answer the question, and then I'll have a couple of questions for you by way of okay. just trying okay. to understand this. Uh, I almost never think about the Roman Empire. Okay. And in fact, I probably won't be thinking about it even when I'm in Rome. <laughs> in that I'll be thinking about food. And I'll yes. be thinking about, yeah. Yeah, there you, um, go. <laughs> you know, I'll be kind of reconnecting with my wife after a busy semester. And I, I'm sure I'll mm-hmm. give like, mm-hmm. you know, cursory level thought to the Roman Empire while I'm in Rome. But like, it's just not a, it's not a thing that I go to. And I, I'm, I'm gathering that this is sort of euphemistic or it's kind of, you know, it was supposed to be this clever thing. Like why, I, I guess the question I have for you is why would anybody mm. think about the Roman Empire on a regular basis? <laughs> yeah, so like I said, I, I you know it's a simple question. Yeah, and it it caused such a firestorm because yeah. millions and millions and millions of men came out of the woodwork and okay. say they they think about the Roman Empire at least some aspect of it. Okay, probably daily. Huh. Now. In what in what sense? Like yeah, so so I think I think what it's getting kind of in touch with, mm-hmm. at least this was the social commentary. Mm-hmm. All right, what it's kind of getting in touch with is that men have because of our psyches, the way that we're built, you know, the the things that 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 we value, we value, you know, honor and fighting and mm-hmm. and battles and war and swords and all and yeah. all this stuff, right? That the greatest the greatest showing of that in the modern history was the Roman Empire. And that there's so much that has influenced our culture because of it. So guys are saying, oh yeah, like I'll think about, you know, Julius Caesar, or I'll think about the Roman legions, or, you know, the Roman swords, or, you know, some some aspect of the Roman Empire infects their mind almost on a daily basis. And this was the cultural conversation about a month ago that ripped through social media like wildfire. That's really interesting. I don't think I ever think about those things. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. It's interesting, yeah. right? But but it's it's things like that where I'm like, I don't know where this I don't know where that question came from. Like I want to know the first person that asked this question. Well, right? I mean, it's a legitimate question. I mean, if you were like a historian of the Roman Empire, then then you would think about it often. You would think about it vocationally yeah. and and even I suppose if you were some sort of like modern military strategist you would think about certain things. Um, I'm sure architects, civil engineers. I mean, it, it's got its fingerprints on a lot of things, you know, that right. even exist today. But yeah, for the average day-to-day person, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would ever really have a reason to think about the Roman Empire. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, again, Ted, as as per usual, mm-hmm. you you buck against the trends, man. That's part of the reason why I like you. That's strange, dude. You I, know, I, I you really do. Well, thank you. And it it really actually surprises me that I buck against the trends on this one. Hmm. Um, okay. But okay. I actually have I have a fighting thing that I've wanted to run by you for a couple of weeks, and maybe okay, hit, maybe hit you were going to get into this, and I don't want to step on your production of the show, but I wanted to talk about Fury and Ganu. Which is oh, a fight that dude. you watched in real time and a fight that I watched the next day. And I think maybe... How much time do we have on this app? Yeah, yeah. we can get into it. Maybe we, we have different it. responses yeah. to it. Did you? What okay. else did you have queued up for this app? Uh, so, so it was that. We were going to talk about your thing. All right. Um, but let's push your thing to the next one. Yeah, I love it. And let's let's yeah. We'll yeah, talk yeah, Fury and Ghana about... now and we'll talk the other yep. thing on the other app. Yep. So okay. okay. Okay, let me let me give thirty seconds of background on this fight. Uh okay. right, Tyson Fury it. is the lineal heavyweight champion of the world in boxing. Yes. Uh Excellent he's fighter. like six feet nine inches tall, has a horrendous dad bod, but is an incredible <laughs> boxer. <laughs> like a really too. incredible technical, oh. he's a craftsman. Um, yeah. he's kind of got a every big every punch has a purpose every punch has a purpose he rolls away from punches impeccably he uses that long torso to just get out of the way it's, it's a, he's got a really interesting mm-hmm. fighting style mm-hmm. that I'll be honest with you I, I kind of enjoy watching it and mm-hmm. moreover his personality rubs a lot of people the wrong way I kind of enjoy it you know I think he's a good mm-hmm. showman I think he's a good promoter mm-hmm. um, I enjoy the Tyson Fury experience and I've watched a lot of his fights over the years but one thing that's been frustrating about Tyson Fury circa the last couple of years is that he's not fought Usyk. He's fought a bunch of stiffs and yeah. just kind of padded his record while avoiding Usyk, who's probably the biggest threat to him right now. So fast forward to a couple of weeks ago. He fights this guy, Francis Ngannou, who was a big MMA guy, MMA champion, hard puncher, you know, the way they promoted it was he has the hardest, like, punch in combat sports he uh, does. per yeah, some some metric. Crazy. Like, the, the the part in Rocky Four where Drago hits that little pad and it registers, like, pounds per square inch or whatever. Like, Ngannou right. has the strongest one of those in the sport. However, real boxing people, in which company I would include myself at some level, mm-hmm. were not excited mm-hmm. about this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like just a cash grab and a sideshow thing and a stupid idea, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And most of us in the boxing community thought that Fury would kind of wipe the floor with Ngannou just because yes. he'd been boxing his whole career and was so technically proficient. Yeah, absolutely. And so forth. Well, what actually happened was uh, Ngannou probably won the fight. Although we can talk about that. We can litigate that on the air because we I, can. we I can. think you're going to think Ngannou won the fight. That. I think Fury won the eh. fight still, but um, yeah. at any rate, it was a great, like a really interesting fight. It went the distance. Um, mm-hmm. Ngannou acquitted himself really well. He had Fury on the mat in round three. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, here's my cat. She always oh, climbs okay. around when I'm doing... I wasn't sure what it was. I, yeah, yeah, when I'm doing podcasts, yeah. she likes to come be a yeah. part of the studio. But um, awesome. anyway, that's the deal, dude. Give me your response to it, because you... Watched it with a bunch of dudes in real time. I watched it the day after. What were your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, I am a massive Tyson Fury fan. Loved him. Yeah, yeah. Loved him forever. Like yeah. I I I love the guy. Yeah, I do I too. He's a fantastic I boxer. I don't mind his personality. I think it's quirky. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. You know. Um. I I love the way he fights. Yep. I love that he's not ripped out of his mind. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you know, you look at him. He like he's got. 
he's got he's got flipping muffin tops, dude. Like yeah, he the does. dude, yeah. he looks like he should be like in white New Balances mowing a lawn with a Coors. Yeah, like, that's what he looks like, dude. I remember the first time right. I saw him fight, I couldn't believe it. Like yeah, I was, I was in I disbelief. And I'm not a physique guy. I'm not a guy who like. Yeah, looks at the sure. bodies and then decides who's going to win the fight. I think that's dumb, but yeah, yeah it, exactly. His was so bad. Yeah, and I was like, "This is going to be fascinating," you know, and yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. So, so for me, as a fan of both boxing and MMA, mm-hmm. okay, I like both of the fighters. I yeah. love Tyson as a boxer, and in Ganu in MMA, I he's he's actually a genuinely very nice guy. He I seemed like it. really. Oh, he is. Yeah. He is. He's he's actually a very class act. He seemed like an awesome guy. And he's an excellent fighter. Yeah. Ex- like top tier MMA fighter. Yeah. Okay. The first thing I'll respond to is I did see this as a cash grab. Therefore, yeah. I was frustrated with it. Yeah. It, it, it struck me as a higher level Jake Paul fight. Yeah, no, I agree. Because yeah. it's like you don't have two guys going for the same. Like it's literally like it's literally like taking Godzilla and King Kong and like okay, let them fight. You right, know, it's right. just it's just like it's it's just a spectacle, and yeah. that's what it was supposed to be for. It's for Saudi Arabia trying to get their boxing career, you know, thing going and all that stuff. Well, and a couple things on that. It was it okay. succeeded in being a tremendous spectacle, right? In oh, that yeah, you had really like. Did. They had so much money in that outdoor arena. Did you see that thing? Yeah, dude. So much money in the arena. You had every professional boxer of note from the last like three decades was there. Celebrity presence. I mean, it was wild. It was a really cool spectacle. They had concerts. You had all the princes literally just lined up. As far as Saudi Arabia, like looking good in terms of putting on a spectacle, like it checked that box for sure. It did. However, It it sold horribly. Like the pay per view buys were like abysmally low. I think it only sold like sixty four thousand pay per view buys in America. Yeah. And yeah. don't quote me on the number. I may have gotten it a little bit wrong, but I think I'm in the ballpark. Um, yeah. You know, at any rate, it was a it was a really low buy rate, and right. I didn't buy it. You know, I watched it on YouTube the next day, and and sure. uh, I was so to your point, kind of out on it conceptually that I I didn't even think of buying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went in on it with a buddy, so I paid like half of it. Yeah. And it's because it's because I I love both of the fighters in their respected arenas. Yeah, sure. Like yeah. I love Nganu mm-hmm. and what he does in MMA, and I love Tyson. Yeah. And I wanted to see because I I had a feeling Ted, and it, I turned out to be right. Right. Yeah. I like I called this at the beginning of the fight. Yeah. I said, if this goes the distance, they're going to give it to Fury because they're setting him up for Usyk, and that's where the real money's going to be made. Oh, of course, yeah. That's yeah. and and I saw it a mile away. Yeah, and that's what ended up happening. Yeah, right. So they went the distance. Yeah, right. In Ganu, in my opinion, uh-huh. had the fight of his life. Yeah, he like, fought. He fought like, a perfect fight for him. He fought, a, he fought a perfect fight for him. Yeah. Tyson, I was disappointed with the effort he put in. Yeah, same. I don't think he trained very hard, probably. I, I, I think, think it was did. a... His timing was off, and he's a big timing mm-hmm. guy, right? He's a, he he's, is. You know, he's a get-out-of-the-way guy. He's a counterpuncher. You know, yep. he'll, he'll draw you into a trap and then make you look bad. And yep. that aspect of his game was just off the whole night. And yeah. I don't know how much of that is aging. I don't know how much of it is conditioning. Uh, yeah. It remains to be seen how he will look against Usyk. And now there's right. a there's a version of his career where you know he comes out with his hair on fire, trains like a maniac for Usyk, and has the fight of his life and looks amazing, and then rides off into the sunset. But right. there's another version where he just downward spirals and you know right. is Which a disaster. Is- 
given uh, some of his old previous kind of demons and we right. never hear from the guy again. So right. it right. that that narrative becomes really interesting now. Yeah, yeah. So so th- they went the distance, right? It came yep. down to a decision and this is where you and I might might disagree too. Yeah. I, you know, for 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 who Ngannou is, thought mm-hmm. he did great. Mm-hmm. For who Tyson is, yeah, wasn't yeah. wasn't impressed yeah. with with what I know Tyson can do. Yeah, right. Tyson should have wiped the floor with Ngannou. Absolutely, it shouldn't have. E- it shouldn't have even been a con. It should have been round yeah. two knockout. Yeah. All right. Um, came to a decision. Yep. And the way that I had it scored. Yeah. Ngannou won the fight. Really. Points. Points. Yeah. Why he had the knockdown. Yeah. Okay. Which is he a ten eight round. So yep. we won't get into the weeds of boxing. Scoring, sure. but uh, sure. but yeah, sure. it's a ten eight round for Ngannou. Yeah, yeah, I had I had Ngannou having the edge over Tyson. What made me mad was the one judge, and I forget who it was, scored yeah. it like, like they like all like the the two other judges were within one point of each other. Yeah, and then you had one judge who was like had like a three or four point spread for 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 Tyson Fury. Where, for yeah. Tyson, which is what ended up getting him. The win, yeah, and, and that—that's kind of what frustrated me, Ted. Is that, yeah. is that you know, and I, and we might disagree, but like I, I didn't think Tyson won the fight, but I think they gave it to him yeah. because you can't have the non heavyweight champ going in and fighting Usyk. Well, you're right about that. So yeah, cold hard light of day. You're definitely right about that. However, um, the. The point margin of that judge doesn't make any difference, right? The only thing that matters is that the judge scored the fight for Fury. So Fury would have sure. won anyway. I think, to me, the last third of the fight belonged to Fury. In that, hmm. you know, Ngannou was kind of starting to run out of gas. He, he was a little bit of a one-trick pony. Um, he was getting hit with stuff that, against a harder puncher... Like, it wouldn't work. Like, if, if he got hit with similar shots from, like, Deontay Wilder, he would have gotten knocked out, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, Fury was landing, especially in the in the back part of the fight, and I think he did just enough. And you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was going to the scorecards, it was going to go to Fury. And we say this with certainty, but we really don't know. Like, the narrative has been always boxing is corrupt, and I think to a large degree it is. But, um, yeah, there there's maybe a, a chance that those judges were like scoring the fight that they saw. And, you know, popular opinion is definitely with Ngannou, I think, because nobody gave him much of a chance. And yeah. to your earlier yeah. point, he came out and fought the fight of his life and he won the night, you know, uh, running away in terms of the popular vote. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like yeah, the narrative right, around right. the night was that Ngannou won it. I mean, look at Fury's face. It was all marked up, and he was a mess. And yeah, that's true. He knows true. he he escaped by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. And Ngannou was really classy. He played everything perfectly in the press conferences and the post-fight. And, mm-hmm. yeah, came mm-hmm. away looking really likable. He came away as a really viable, like, B-side guy in the heavyweight division now. Like, you make yeah. a... You make an Ngannou Wilder fight or an Ngannou like Anthony Joshua fight. Yeah, you'll make money, and it immediately becomes yeah. really interesting. Like Ngannou right, Joshua right. would be fire, you know, given oh, both would, of their yeah. both yeah. of their backgrounds, and and you know that would be an awesome fight. That immediately, yeah. like, I don't think he's a better fighter than like Zhili Zhang or like some of the 
top shelf, like second tier heavyweights, but he'll be more marketable and that makes right, him really sure. interesting. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I, I enjoyed the fight. I thought it was cool to see Ngannou do his thing. I was mm-hmm. disappointed in Fury and... Yeah. And and it, it, it was reminiscent to me of the last uh, Pacquiao Mayweather fight where yeah. Pacquiao, in my opinion, clearly won. Mm-hmm. And they gave it to Mayweather just because he's the champ. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's that's what I don't like. Yeah, I don't and like I that know, And I know that that's how it goes. Yep. But I don't like someone winning simply because they're the current champ. Like, you Agreed. have to earn, you have got to earn that scorecard. Yeah. No, I you agree. Know? And that's, at least in my opinion, that's kind of what I felt happened. I would have to look at the last third of the fight again. Yeah. Um, because I know I know Nganu dropped off. Yeah. Um, uh, I know he did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was, at the end of the day, it was interesting. And it, it was. And it did kind of feel like a cash grab, but I am, mm. you know, I hear rumors of Usyk and Tyson sometime in February, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that one I'm definitely going to buy. Dude, I want to say a thing I, about I that, that and then I want to ask you a question about other sports. Um, okay. If I were if if the Tyson Fury camp put me in charge of like crafting the narrative for his fight yes. with Usyk, I yeah. would Rocky three it for him. I would 100%, say percent. He's got to go back to basics. He gets real yes. committed to training. He trains in very yep. like you know lo-fi kind of barbarian ways. No yes. no elaborate walkout. Like he walks no. out with like maybe do an homage to Mike Tyson and just do the. The slit towel over the shoulders, no production values. Yep, that's how Black I would trunks. play it to to kind of try to like recapture some public opinion behind Tyson yeah. Fury. Um, yep. I agree. So that's what I, I had agree. on that. My my question was, yeah, those walkouts were in, it's just acid. I, I hate it. I don't like that about modern boxing, dude. Yeah. I think it's too much. Yeah. I'm not a fan. It's too much. Um, it's too much. Yeah, but I'm an old person, so like yeah. that. I I give that caveat. Maybe young sure. people like it. Um, yeah. All right. My question is, and we okay. can end the show with this in a couple of minutes and then we can start the yes. next one. How fixed do you think other sports are compared to boxing? Because I, I've been having this conversation with a couple of people around the NFL and there's always been this kind of crackle of people stop short of saying NFL games are fixed, but like the league definitely has narratives it wants to promote and like mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and teams, it seems like it's dedicated to promoting. And I've always kind of enjoyed thinking about this and yeah. with as big as gambling is now, like the NFL yeah. being fixed. If somebody, if somebody said to me, there's been this huge, you know, um, investigation into it and the, and the league is super fixed. It would surprise me 0%. Yeah. Your thoughts. Um. Yeah. So I am. I am automatically going to. I'm automatically going to lean more towards the. It's more corrupt than we think it is. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That, that. That's honestly where I am. You can say that's pessimism. Uh, you mm-hmm. can say that's contrarianism. What. Whatever. I just. I when there is m- that much money involved. Yeah. In anything. It's well, more corrupt than you think it is, and that's sports, that's politics, that's what you know, big, big mega churches, <laughs> like yeah, it's everything. Where 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 money is king, dude. Like yeah, it's kind of an Occam's Razor thing too, where you're like, what's the simplest answer? And if you just watch an NFL game and realize that two thirds of the advertisements are for casinos and gambling, like right uh, from right. a thousand foot view, if you dropped like a 
you know, a person who had no awareness of the situation and were like, given given what an average game looks like, do you think the NFL's corrupt? They'd probably say yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. I think so. And then I read an article, something about like how how the NFL is specifically classified. Yeah. Because I was actually reading up on this, mm-hmm. that it's classified specifically as sports entertainment. Yeah. Which is which is the same classification they give to professional, professional wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Isn't that right? fascinating, dude? Is, it yeah. is, dude. It is fascinating. And we yeah. know, like, you know, I mean, okay, we're not going to say it's fake because they yeah. get mad at that. But it's scripted. It's scripted. Yeah. They know at the end of the night who's going to who's gonna hold the belt. In professional right? wrestling. Yeah in, yeah. in professional wrestling. Correct. Sure. But it's the same classification that they give the NFL. I'm just saying, dude, I like, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. If it comes out in, you know, two years, like, oh, yeah, every game has been scripted. You know, every Super Bowl has been scripted for the last 15 years. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, that yeah. tracks. Yeah. That tracks. No, I know it. I know it. Fascinating yeah. stuff, Josh. You should Very uh, fascinating. talk us out of this episode, and we'll get into the next one. All right. Sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy us talking about sports conspiracy theories, boxing, uh, the ins and outs of uh, you know the Roman Empire, <laughs> then uh, you, too, uh, can join the conversation by sending us a DM on any of our socials, at Cluckcast. They are the same everywhere. All right, make sure to hop on over there. Give us a like, give us a follow. Write and uh, like the podcast. I really would appreciate that. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Helps the podcast get out to more people if you're on Apple. Give us a little five stars. We'd really appreciate that. We thank you guys for listening. We will catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Later. Later.